If you want to build your brand as a maker, one place to start is to wear, sell, and give away apparel and gifts with your logo. It introduces others to your brand and gives you an opportunity to start a conversation about what you do. George Supply Company offers over 100 items for you to brand, all with no minimum order or inventory investment. Available at georgesupplyco.com. Business for Makers podcast, brought to you by George Supply Company. Each week, we explore topics you need to know to grow your maker hobby into a maker business and brand. I'm Scott Sherman. This week, how to start your business from names to structures to licenses and finance. I've started a few businesses in my life, which I mention not to impress anyone, but to stress that when I describe in this episode how to start a business, I've already done the hard work of making all the mistakes already for you. So you're welcome. I've seen the intricacies of corporations. I've started sole proprietorships. I've managed LLCs. If the U.S. Small Business Administration governs it, Odds are I have filled out the paperwork for it. It could seem overwhelming to transform your woodworking or crafting hobby into a full legal maker business. Between all the paperwork, legal terms, and government acronyms, starting a business is not exactly an average weekend project, but it is critical. Operating your maker business is not only about committing to consistently high-quality products and engaging marketing. But you will need to invest your time into all the work that keeps your business operable in the first place. The accounting, the taxes, the licenses, you know, all that exciting stuff. Without that administrative infrastructure, you cannot reach your goals of growing financially sound businesses. And frankly, Without the right registrations, your business might not even be be legal. So let's take some time to make sure it's done right. To achieve any dream of making real money from your craft, transitioning your hobby to a business is vital. But it doesn't have to be hard. Your licenses and registrations most likely can be done in one or two days. And if you stay organized, your accounting can be done in a few hours each month. This podcast will provide you the information you need to get started on taking your craft from a a garage hobby to a legitimate business. So there are six steps we're going to to go over. Number one, choose a business name. Two, Choose an entity name. Number three, choose a legal structure. 
Number four, obtain the right permits and licenses. Five, set up a system to pay sales tax. And number six, set up a system for bookkeeping. Now, this might seem like a lot of hoops to jump through, so let's break it down one at a time. First, start by choosing your business name. Your official business name can be some version of your current maker name. It's, of course, how your customers know you. That's how your fans find you and possibly already on your packaging and marketing materials. But before making the final decision on a business name, you may want to ensure the appropriate website domain name and the appropriate social media handles are available. Even if you don't think you will use like TikTok to advertise your work, your customers may be searching for your store on TikTok. And it'd be unfortunate if another maker is already using your store's name as their account username. Now, you can consider a name that's easy to remember and preferably easy to spell. Maybe it rhymes like Stump Chump. Or you use alliteration like Cameron's Crafts. Draw inspiration from your locale, like using the name of your town or your region or your neighborhood or local geographic features. Muddy River Artisans sounds pretty cool, right? Your business name could be personally meaningful to you as well. If you can share a story of your business name, well, people might remember it. Just consider George Supply Company. Who is George of George Supply Company? Well, it's not me. He's actually my grandson, George who was with us just one day in 2015. Naming my company after him is just another way of us keeping his memory alive. Should I have chosen a business name like buildyourwoodshopbrand.com? Yes, and the experts say I should have. But this time, my tribute to George seemed more important. But that's my story. You're going to see and use your business name a lot, so make sure it's important to you. Next, you need to choose an entity name. Okay, so I need to explain what I mean by entity. The legal operation you are creating is your business entity. The product lines, the brand, the marketing, your slogan, you know, your business is operated by your business entity. Depending on your state, your entity name may or may not be the same as your business name. You've probably seen names in the past that look like Johnson Woodworking LLC DBA All-Star Woodworks. Johnson Woodworking is the entity name. DBA means doing business as. And All Star Woodworks is the business name. In other words, the business entity of Johnson Woodworking LLC owns and operates a business called All Star Woodworks. So why do we go to this trouble? Well, 
This setup allows you to have one entity that owns several businesses or allows you to change your business name sometime in the future with minimal paperwork. Johnson Woodworking LLC, for instance, could open a second business just for selling woodworking plans without going through the entire process of recreating a new business entity from scratch. Now keep in mind, each state will allow multiple all-star woodworks, but only one Johnson Woodworking LLC doing business as All-Star Woodworks. The entity name is also how your state identifies you. Ensure your ent entity name is available to use legally by checking your state's Secretary of State online database of business entities. Your exact entity name will also depend possibly on your legal structure. So your entity may or may not be an LLC, for example, like I've been using previously. Each state requires you then to register your entity name, or sometimes called a fictitious name, and connect it to your business name, the DBA. Okay, the third thing you set up for your business is choosing a legal structure. The legal structure protects yourself and your family's assets legally. So there's two important steps, choosing the actual legal structure and then choosing how it will be taxed. So step one, choose the legal structure. Well, there's five common legal structures to choose from. First, an LLC or limited liability company. Second, sole proprietorship. Third, just a partnership. Fourth, an S-corp. And fifth, a C-corp. You can find in-depth descriptions of these five structures on the U.S. Business Small Business Administration website. But let me give you the basics now as I describe the second step of choosing your legal structure. So step two is choosing how you're going to pay taxes. An LLC, or a limited liability company, is a hybrid structure that allows owners, partners, or shareholders to limit their personal liabilities while enjoying partnership tax benefits. The LLC structure can choose to be taxed as a partnership so the profits are divided among the partners and taxed on their personal tax returns. Or it can be taxed as a corporation, so the taxes are paid by the business. However, this second option can result in double taxation, so make sure you seek the advice of a tax professional. Under a sole proprietorship, the company profits are reported on your own personal tax return. Now, the profits are also subject to self-employment tax. That's a fancy word for saying essentially you're going to pay Medicare and Social Security. Under a partnership, the company profits are divided by the number of partners. 
profits are allocated to each partner, and that income is reported on each partner's personal income tax, as well as subject to self-employment tax. So that's an LLC, a sole proprietorship, and a partnership. An S-Corp, short for special corporation, is a more complex partnership, but involves paying fewer taxes. An operating agreement delineates the amount of ownership for each shareholder, thereby determining their portion of the profits or losses. Now, in an S-Corp, each partner must take at least one paycheck of a reasonable amount where they pay their Social Security and Medicare taxes. Then the remaining profits are not subject to self-employment tax. They are taxed, however, when they're reported on the income of the partner's personal income tax. Again, this one's more complicated. You'll want to for sure seek the advice of a tax professional and possibly a lawyer. A C-Corp is short for corporation, and it's typically for large corporations planning to raise capital, possibly go public in the future, or offer various classes of stock. So consult your accountant for more information on this type of business entity. One more time, I am not a tax professional. I am not providing legal advice, just explaining these structures as they can be found on the SBA website. All right, we're halfway through setting up your business. I told you it can get a little complicated if you let it, but let's keep breaking it down step by step. The fourth step is getting the proper permits and licenses to do business legally. Once you have your entity and your business name and your legal structure established, you will need a few business licenses depending on your locality. You'll need a federal tax ID number from the IRS, also known as an EIN. The EIN is needed to pay federal taxes and hire employees. You'll also need a state sales tax number. Now your state may call it a state sales tax ID, a sales tax license, a retail license, a vendor license, or a wholesale permit. The state sales tax number is required to remit sales tax payments. You may also need a local business license. So you're going to want to check your local government's website for more information, your state website, for your sales tax information and the IRS to get an EIN. Lots of acronyms. Step five of creating your business is setting up a system to pay sales tax. Establishing a system for collecting and paying sales tax can save many future headaches. You may consider having a separate bank account exclusively for sales tax that you collect, that either you deposit into as you collect it or as you automatically transfer from another account. 
when you apply for your state sales tax number from your state website, it should also include your sales tax percent to charge and instructions on how and when to remit payment for your sales tax liability. Make sure you have set up your sales tax percentage in whatever e-commerce platform you're using and know how to charge it manually for in-person retail purchases. Now, sales tax for online purchases can be very confusing as rules differ from state to state. So use a reputable e-commerce platform like Shopify or Etsy, where they automatically calculate the sales tax owed to each state. It is recommended, highly recommended, to reduce any future unexpected tax liability. And the final step we will cover is establishing a bookkeeping system. Now, this is the least glamorous part of turning your hobby into a business. But if done correctly, it will not only show you whether you are profitable or not, but it can be a tool for identifying opportunities for improving profits, projecting future sales, and for making decisions regarding investments into the business. Options for executing your bookkeeping responsibilities are to do it yourself with a solution like QuickBooks or to find an independent bookkeeper. Either way, here are some steps you'll probably want to follow. First, you'll want to open a business bank account. This may be required in your state or local area. Next, decide how you will pay yourself. This is also called a draw. Most likely, Most likely, you'll just cut a check when the assets allow. Now, draws are not taxed until they appear on your annual income tax. So, you may want to consider setting some funds aside to pay that additional income tax when it's due. Also, decide how you will keep track of your bookkeeping. Your common options are you can do it yourself, using a technology solution like QuickBooks. Like QuickBooks is a common DIY bookkeeping system that will automatically update from your bank account. And it also offers options like printing invoices and tracking inventory. Or you can use an online or local bookkeeping service. Either way, keep in mind how you will keep your purchase receipts and your income receipts so they will be accounted for correctly and efficiently. Whatever you use for your year-end taxes or your monthly bookkeeping service will guide you toward any requirements for tracking and valuing your inventory for tax purposes. These requirements may vary on your type of business your annual sales volume, and your location. So that's it. Simple, right? Just to review, you will need to choose a business name, choose an entity name, and choose a legal structure. 
You're going to want to take some time to get the right permits and business licenses. Set up a system to pay sales tax and set up a system for bookkeeping. Spending a few hours getting your legal requirements, requirements completed is not only required to comply with state and federal law, but it is important to, an important step psychologically in moving from part-time hobby to part-time or even full-time business. Initially, you'll need to spend some time making important decisions like your business name, your structure, how you're going to pay taxes. But then your focus turns to maintaining your records so that they become a tool for making future business decisions. Ultimately, establishing a strong foundation now will allow you more time in the future to do the making you love. I'm Scott Sherwitz. Thank you for listening to the Business for Makers podcast brought to you by George Supply Company. For your convenience, a transcript of this episode is available in our Business for Makers blog. I'll link to it in the show notes. And a special thanks to Brian Sherwitz, without whose help I could not do this project. Subscribe to our podcast to get regular insights and tips for building your maker business. And you can get more information about creating your brand, selling merchandise, and maintaining your business operations all at George Apply Company. Powered by Riverside FM.